Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi there. We're going to talk to Buzz here in just a second, but I have to tell you about our Patreon page at BobSeskaShow.com. It's absolutely the best way to support this podcast. You can sign up for as little as $1 a month or as much as $15 a month. And in fact, if you sign up at the $15 per month level, you'll get our Tuesday and Thursday shows presented without commercials. Plus, you'll also get two post-mortem mini shows recorded after the credits on our Tuesday and Thursday podcast. And you'll also get the subscription-only after-party podcast on Friday with its revealing discussions about sex, drugs, rock and roll in politics. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I've gotten thousands upon thousands of letters, you know, from people telling me, God, you've taught me this, and you've made our love life so much better. And this isn't, you know, go out and have sex with 10 million people and, you know, how to get a girl off. It's about how to get your wife off. You know, if, if only, you know, people could have been doing this before, we could have saved a million relationships. You know, I've saved thousands. Blocking an idea or a movement. You know, Jack will put the final touches together for what the camera needs for editing and stuff. But, um, you know, he allows me to block my own sex scenes and, you know, gives me the freedom to develop the character and stuff like that. And God, I don't know any other, you know, director who would let an actor, you know, do that. You know? <laughs> I don't allow him to block his own sex <laughs> It is. It's jealousy. It's deceitfulness. It's vindictiveness. It's all of that stuff, you know? But, I mean, God, what can you expect when you're on top, you know? It's like Napoleon, when he was the king, you know, people were just constantly trying to conquer him, you know, in the Roman Empire. So it's re- history repeating itself all over again. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> yep, that guy's kind of president right now. From a nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 11, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 1,300. It's day 1,300 of the Trump crisis. God. Damn it. 84 days until the 2020 presidential election. Oh, his real name is... Mike Well, we call him Buzz Burbank, and he's sitting right over there. How you doing, Buzz? Hey, hi, Bob. Hi, hi. everybody. Uh, he's he's Bob, as you know. I'm Buzz. And we were almost late to the show today uh, <laughs> because it, it took us longer than expected to ride our motorcycles back from Sturgis. <laughs> I won. Have you noticed this? I, I, I'm sure you have because you see it. You see it on Twitter. You see it. Everybody. Everybody's yeah. so on edge right now. Everybody's mm-hmm. just uh, touchy. Yep. And and I we just all need to relax. I mean, look at it this way. It's now less than eight Scaramucci's till the election. Just <laughs> like a Scaramucci advent calendar. <laughs> Uh, tonight is apparently the best night to, to see to view the very popular uh, Perseid meteor shower. <laughs> Uh, astronomers say we, we could see dozens of them every hour, all night. You know, sort of like Trump tweets. <laughs> oh, man. I was going to say, very, very popular. Very tremendously popular. Oh, man. This, a lot of people upset about this. The slower mail service. Have uh, you noticed the slowdown in the mail service? Oh, yeah. Uh, 
a lot of people have. Oh, oh, and by the way, Bob, uh, thank you for that very nice Christmas card. I, I don't know if I should say this out loud or not, but I'm actually eager to see uh, Trump up there on Mount Rushmore. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I just can't decide whether we should use nails or super glue. Stop, whoa, yes, Something today that he can do to rig elections his way. Please, Mr. Postmaster, look and see if there's a way to save his presidency. I've been standing here waiting, Mr. Postman, so oh, oh, patiently for just a card in time for dinner. From Ed McMahon's heads, I'm already a winner. Mr. Postman, look and see. Oh, yeah. If he can win this thing illegally. Please, Mr. Postman. Trump's been tanking for such a long time. Come on, get rid of this traitor. The sooner, the better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Married Ann Arbor, Rocky Mountain Mike. Great yep. job as always. Making us laugh when we should be crying. Thank you for that, man. <laughs> well, you have to. Yeah. Right? You have to, right? We try. We yeah. try. I know. I know. And again, I have been up to my eyeballs in just the just fighting off the despair because I think uh-huh. we're all feeling a little sense oh. of despair at this point because things are getting worse. I mean, obviously, we've talked about him being a tyrant and a dictator and a fascist and all that stuff. But those, <laughs> all those words all those, are... All those fun qualities. Exactly. All those words are taking shape right before our very eyes in terms yes, of actual horrible, horrible things. And it's all centered around the election, of course, and all the things that he's doing to desperately try to get reelected because he knows he's going to be prosecuted when he gets out of office. I reached a very dark place, apparently, on Sunday morning. And got uh, uh, called out for it in a gentle way. Wow! Uh, by a by a friend. Well, it was a little dark. I you know I I guess it, maybe it was Saturday morning. It was a early Saturday morning that I I tweeted something to the effect that uh, uh, you know on August fourth, uh, defeated and impeached, uh, Donald Trump will still be the president of the United States. Yeah. Uh, and I just you know I because and maybe I expressed this last week my concern. My biggest concern right now is the period between uh, election day mm-hmm. and inauguration day. Yeah, and now, now since then, I've gotten a bit darker about the period of time between election day and oh, say Thanksgiving when we finally hear the results. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to be the case, and I expect him maybe within like the first twenty-four hours of the polls closing on November third. He is going to declare victory. He is going to sue. In fact, we now have confirmation through actual reporting that one of the options on the table being discussed inside the White House is to use executive action, maybe an emergency declaration, to stop the boards of elections from counting absentee ballots for the president to use his power to force somehow these precincts and counties to stop counting absentee ballots. And that is, to me, one of the clearest indications, one, that I called it, first of all. I I don't want to... I shouldn't be getting this round of applause because this isn't good news. I'm not happy to have called that one. Oh, Bob, you depressing prophet, you. (laughs) But the other thing is, I don't know if they can actually do it. Here's what it is. And and we should be... You know, this was a week full of this sort of thing where... There's a lot of uh, sound and fury from Trump, yeah. but a very little substance. And it's it, it it's funny. I, I for example, uh, in terms of the executive orders that he just issued, the mm-hmm. four over the weekend on Saturday from his golf club, uh, <laughs> I, I summed it up this way. And I, I haven't. This is not from my news copy, but I but I wrote this line just for your show. Yeah. Only only Trump can sign a terrifying, unconstitutional executive order that accomplishes absolutely nothing. 
And that's that's essentially what it, it is. You, you know, if you see it as terrifying, you're right. It mm-hmm. is terrifying. If you see it as unconstitutional, you're right. It is unconstitutional. And if you see it as something that can't, won't happen, yeah. you're also correct. Right, right. And so what does this mean? Well, and, and I think with regard to everything you've said so far, uh, this is all evidence that Trump is throwing everything against the wall. I mean everything yeah. that will help him retain power, as uh, Rachel Maddow uh, illustrated so well last night in comparing his election suppression efforts yeah. uh, to those of other autocrats and dictators. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this is the, the sort of uh, technique that they use and that he is now using to hang on to power. Yeah. And he's just, I mean, every anything and everything they can think of. I mean, you got the Bill Barr coming out with the with the Durham report just before the election, uh, even though that's uh, clearly unethical and, by the way, probably won't find anything. No. But these are, the, these are all the factors at play. And, yeah, he could uh, issue an executive order on elections that may or may not stick. But just going, just sticking with the basics of this, um, looking at election night, which I've been studying today, uh, we're not going to know the results on election night. We no. may not know them the next day. We may not know them for weeks afterward based on where, where do I get that? Well, based on how long it's taken to count the primary mail-in ballots. Mm-hmm. And some states don't, many states don't, including Michigan, a key state, don't allow their uh, election officials to count mail-in or absentee ballots until election day itself. Florida, amazingly, uh, it was 22 days, and DeSantis, amazingly, just expanded that. Uh, they can start counting uh, like a month before the election a day now yeah. uh, for, for absentee and mail-in ballots, which is how it should be everywhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, in many cases, they can't start. So what's going to happen? You're going to turn on the TV on election night, and uh, first of all, the percent of precincts reporting, that whole thing is not even going to be wor- worthwhile. Uh, networks would be well advised not to even use that statistic, that that number, that reading, yeah. because it, it won't matter how many precincts are reporting if there are still warehouses full of uncounted mail-in ballots. Mm-hmm. and. And this goes to, oh, my gosh, the patience of the American people. And as you pointed out, Trump can take advantage of this time to claim that he won. And then when the real vote uh, vote count comes in later, when the final tally comes in, he can say, well, I everybody knows I won the election. And now they're saying I didn't. This is clearly rigged. Yeah. I mean, what's happening in Minsk right now is being widely discussed as a possibility for what's going to happen here if things go horrendously sideways in those days and weeks after Election Day. Meanwhile, uh, since taking over the Postal Service, Louis DeJoy has implemented not just a couple, but an entire series of new policies that have slowed mail delivery across the country, as you were saying. And uh, uh, this past Friday, uh, he reassigned 23 postal executives, including right. two of the top postal service officials who oversaw day-to-day operations. Delivery. They oversaw yeah. delivery specifically, yes. Yeah. And the, the worst thing in all of this is they are now gouging the states for the first-class mail to send mail ballots to voters. So right. it's going from uh, whatever it is, 20, 30, 20 cents to 55 cents. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, twenty. It was roughly a twenty cent difference then. Yeah, but yeah. they want they want the states now to pay the full fifty five cents instead of the usual bulk rate of twenty right. or thirty cents. Right. So we need to be ready for this. And honestly, I don't know what specific action you can get to stop Trump from doing anything. Because I mean, what he typically does is that when he's faced with opposition, he either sends in his stormtroopers or he just ignores it. But we're dealing with a guy who has no personal restraint, no sense of right and wrong whatsoever. He will hunker down until he is dragged out. And we at least, I mean, there's a possibility that he won't be. But we sh- again, we should at least be prepared for that. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Not to lean on, on uh, material from Rachel Maddow too much, but uh, yeah. the, other, the other important point that she made last night is that institutions we thought were safe. Yeah. 
The United States Postal Service, for mm. God's sake, now is Trump's Postal Service. Yeah. Just as the EPA in the early days became Trump's EPA, just as the Justice Department ultimately, uh, with uh, some wrestling, became Trump's Justice Department. Uh, they all have his taint on them now. And, and you can take that literally or figuratively, uh, or both. But, I, but I just threw up a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too, now that you mention it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, institutions, we, we thought, well, there'll always be people there who will, I know I thought it, I said it, I think, on your show. I said, yeah. Well, they're bad, uh, don't worry, there are people on the inside who are going to take care of this. Well, those people are being crushed by the new leaders of those departments that are all Trump sycophants. And, yeah. Uh, uh, the Postmaster General, uh, Louis DeLay, as postal workers are now calling him, uh, are, are, are assisting in this. And it does become harder to stop. This is how we lose democracy if we let it happen. The trick yeah. is if we can make it these almost eight Scaramucci's until the election. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, why is the post office, why of all of the federal agencies, is the United States Postal Service required to make a profit? I mean, why is the why is the budget shortfall in terms of paying pensions and, and health care for retired workers? Why is that even a thing? Does anyone talk about the Department of Defense and whether they make a profit? Does anyone talk about how Health and Human Services makes a profit? None of this is actually a thing. What about the FBI? What about the IRS? Does the IRS make a profit? These are all questions know? that need to be uh, redirected. Uh, that's what I talk about when I talk about you know turning the fire hose of news back on Trump. Why is the Postal Service required to make a profit, but yet no other other government agency has that mandate? You know, it's just speaking, insane. Yeah. Speaking of fire, I'm deeply, deeply disappointed that my local fire department didn't turn a profit <laughs> last year. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, what kind of is that? Any way to run a business? <laughs> Jesus. Well, as you uh, as you said and, uh, in your in your, what was it? Were you saying? I'm just going to add that, and Republicans have been saying this for years. The Republicans have built up to this uh, yeah. over the last uh, ten or twenty years, and uh, Trump is uh, trying to take the the ball over the mm. over the line here. Uh, and and uh, you know, this is where we are. It, yeah. There's the foundation for this had been laid uh, to to create the idea that the Postal Service is losing money when, in fact, they are using money to provide a service to the American people in much the same way the military does. And one of the things that uh, they're taking aim at or that Donald Trump is taking aim at uh, that the Republicans have been going after for years and years and years is right. the defunding of Social Security and, and Medicare. I mean, that's what's going. That was one of the things that Donald Trump threatened right. to do, not only over the weekend up at Bedminster, but also during his press conference yesterday. It was a whole different topic of conversation. But he's talking about this payroll tax holiday, which, one, I don't even know if it's a thing. I don't even know if that executive order is real. That executive order about the payroll tax holiday, which would ostensibly go from September through December. And longer if you reelect him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so that was put in the form of a memorandum, which doesn't have the same authority as an executive order. So I don't know. In fact, three of the four things he signed at, at Bedminster mm -hmm. the other night were memorandums. They weren't even a real thing. I mean, the, the only thing that was an executive order was the moratorium on evictions. That was the only piece that was a legitimate executive order. We don't even know if it's legitimate. I mean, we don't well, even know when, uh, once the courts yeah, are Yeah, see, it. no, I don't think that was even an order. It, it That order tells uh, the heads of agencies, federal agencies, to look into whether yeah. eviction should be stopped. It doesn't that order doesn't do anything to order the stop of, of evictions, Bob. It it merely orders department heads to consider whether anything, not not what should be done, but whether anything should be done amazing. Uh, to stop eviction. So, no, there's nothing there at all. It's a, it's a goose egg. There's nothing there at all. And yet uh, it is a uh, pr provocatively frightening uh, and unconstitutional order. The Constitution clearly says it's Congress that does the taxing and the spending, and the president is to stay out of that. Well, that was what I was amazed about, and the fact that these are not legitimate lawmaking tools. He thinks right. they are because he bills. thinks... This, he calls them bills. He calls them bills because he, he thinks the Supreme Court's DACA decision gave him the power to right, sign exactly. his own legislation that right. he creates. And so he considers all of this 
part of that, I guess, or he wants the takeaway to be exactly that, even though it's yes. not. Yeah. No, so, you you reported on this in your commentary in my news last week. Yeah. Uh, that uh, uh, the lawyer who told Trump that uh, he, this DACA decision gave him the power to do anything he wants is the same lawyer that justified torture on behalf of the Bush administration. <laughs> that's right. So nice guy, and that's why Trump has him in there. Yeah, so I don't even know if the payroll tax holiday is a real thing. Um, the fact is that it's a gigantic clusterfuck in the making because this is not a legitimate payroll tax holiday. Barack Obama had a couple of payroll tax holidays coming out of the Great Recession. He did that twice, but they were legitimate holidays. These are tax deferrals. So after December, let's say Donald Trump forgets that he signed this payroll tax holiday. <laughs> after December, you're going to have to pay back all of that money in your payroll right. taxes. That's all going to come all out. So it's going to be on top of the deferrals for rent, the deferrals for mortgages, the deferrals for any sort of credit card payments that you have to make due to the pandemic and so uh -huh. on. So there's going to be a gigantic personal debt crisis coming out of that. And that's if... Unless. It, unless, yeah, yeah. Unless you vote. And see, this is this is the carrot and the stick. Only in this case, the, in this case, the stick is being used to beat you. Yeah. Uh, and, and the beatings will stop if you reelect. Him. Uh, Trump has said that he will either extend uh, that tax holiday or or forgive the debts completely, which yeah. does defund Medicare and Social right. Security. Mm. If if you'll just merely reelect him, yeah. Uh, and and this is the the cheapest, worst form of populist politics uh, mm. we've seen since Huey P. Long. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. And it's an extortion. He because he's saying that he will only forgive the uh, the accumulated payroll tax payments right. through the holiday. He'll only forgive that debt if he's being reelected. If he gets reelected, right. that's right. when Peace. he will. Yeah. Peace is at hand, said Richard Nixon right. and, and Henry Kissinger uh, as they <laughs> as they faced. Christ. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's that. The other thing that he has repeated a couple of times since then is that he may make the payroll tax holiday permanent by terminating the payroll tax. He said this right. last night during his Trump show. Uh, I just want to play this little snippet of here. This is, uh, of course, high-pitched Biff talking about the payroll tax cut from last night. And it's signing to save American jobs and support American workers. I signed directives to give a payroll tax holiday with the understanding that after the election, on the assumption that it would be victorious for an administration that's done a great job, uh, we will be ending that tax, we'll be terminating that tax. Uh, on the other hand, the other group wants to raise taxes. And okay, they blah, 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 blah. You right. know, by the way, I just want to reiterate, if you're a new listener, I do the high-pitched Biff thing because the existing listeners of this show don't like to hear Trump's voice. So that's why we've altered Trump's voice. But uh, again, look, he's looking to terminate this payroll tax, which means starving Social Security and Medicare to death. And that's not just for uh, future retirees. That's for current retirees. Because if you're about to retire or if you're already retired, that's going to eat into all of that crap, and it's only a matter of time before it vanishes entirely, which is just murderously stupid for so many reasons, not only because it kills the social safety net, but also because Donald Trump is doing this, and whether it's fake or real doesn't matter. He is committing political suicide I guess as an upside for the rest of us. Somebody somebody phrased it as he's pissing on the third rail, not just touching the third rail yeah. of politics, but but urinating on it, uh, which sounds equally dangerous, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, with 84 days to go before the election, I mean, early voting starts in a matter of a few weeks from now. Even Republicans, as I understand it, even Republicans are opposed to, to defund it, uh, yeah. uh, to, uh, to, to, to getting rid of the payroll tax at yeah. least. Uh, and and maybe it's just for political reasons. I know I know that they have looked. Uh, they've tried to call it a social program, and and it is. But mm. they, they've they've complained about the cost of social security for many years now. Mm. I, I think now that push has come to shove, they don't really want to do it. Uh, and for whatever reason, be it political or otherwise, uh, and uh, and yet Trump is pushing that button. Uh, 
the only reason he included that among his executive orders is because uh, the Republican Senate turned him down on that idea. Said, That's no, right. we're not going to do not going to do that. And I like what Ben Sass said yesterday. He called it unconstitutional slop. Slop. Yeah. Is, and why is he the only one? I why know, is he? I, I know. mean, I, you know, I, I guess I appreciate that. I mean, remember, he voted to keep Trump in office, but. Uh, it went at impeachment time, so don't forget that about Ben Sass. That's but, true. But I, I am glad that he spoke up. Uh, I still wonder uh, why he's hanging on. Five thirty-eight has a uh, has a has an article about why Republican candidates are continuing to follow Trump off the ledge. Yeah, and uh, I, I started to read it, and my mind went blurry. <laughs> Well, this is all part of the Star of the Beast strategy that Republicans have been playing with for years and years and years. And in fact, this case, Donald Trump is trying to wiggle out of eliminating the payroll tax by saying that the money is going to come out of the general fund. And those of you who know how the government collects revenue, basically before it gets spent, all of the money that the government collects uh, through tax payments and so on that gets thrown into what's known as the general fund, right? And so what Donald Trump wants to do is to, before Congress has any say about this, and the Constitution is very specific about the congressional powers of appropriation, that Donald Trump wants to take money out of the general fund and cram it into the uh, trust funds for Social Security and Medicare to make up for the shortfall of the payroll tax holiday. Well, this is another great way of starving the beast. This is a backdoor starving of the beast, and it's not even really that backdoor because what it does is it will inflate the deficit by at least a trillion dollars a year. I mean, that's the starting point. If they have to reimburse Social Security alone, it's going to be a trillion dollars a year out of the general fund, going on the credit card, increasing the national debt so that the Republicans, like Ben Sass, for example, despite his turns of phrase, is able to go, oh my God, look at all that spending. We need to cut Social Security. It's the starve the beast strategy. That's exactly what it is. The first thing the Republicans go after, they go, oh, shit, we've got a deficit. We've got the national debt is out of control, too. Why don't we cut Social Security and Medicare? How about that? They're always looking for an excuse to defund these programs. And now Donald Trump's just handing it to them, but stupidly with 84 days to go before the election. Yeah, and and for whatever reason, like I said, the Republicans in the Senate have said no to that. So despite, you know, who knows knows how to read that? Because, yeah, you and I have seen the same behavior from them over the past Mm. uh, 20 years or so uh, about uh, the screaming about the high cost of Social Security and Medicare. Uh, You know, and, and so you would think that they would jump on this opportunity and get behind Trump on his efforts to defund it. And yet, like I said, when push came to shove, they said no for whatever reason. Yeah. So I, it's it's hard to know how to read that exactly. By drawing from the general fund, as you were just discussing, this allows Trump and Republicans, uh, Trump on behalf of Republicans, to cut funding from other programs, uh, which is uh, another way of starving the beast, and, yeah. of eliminating funding for programs they've always felt were too social. You watch. I mean, Donald Trump, I think, is racking up a $3.7 trillion federal budget deficit for this year. $3.7 trillion. To give you a point of comparison and contrast, in 2009, the federal budget deficit was at its height $1.4 trillion. Remember when we thought that was a lot of money? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Barack Obama inherited a $1.4 trillion budget deficit right. from George W. Bush and then shrunk right. it down to, I think it was around $500 billion when Barack Obama left office. Donald Trump has and taken the budget deficit from $500 billion to $3.7 trillion. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that is uh-huh. just beyond Do you remember? Yeah. Do you do you remember who was president before George W. Bush and what the deficit was then? Yeah, there was a surplus before. Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. Under and what party was that president with? That would be the Democratic Party, Buzz. And and prior to that time, what party was complaining about the deficits? That'd be the Republican Party. <laughs> there you go. So and now and now you see how things have changed. It was oh, yeah. it was a it was a problem until it was on their watch. That's right. I mean, I saw what was it, Nikki Haley, the other day, or maybe it was Ronald McDaniel. Someone was 
was screaming about the oh I, I know it was Nikki Haley screaming about the the budget deficit and the national debt. I said, is this usually what you guys do? Wait until it's too late to complain about this shit, while at the right. same time endorsing all of the policies that created the federal budget deficit in the first place. I mean, my God, there's just the tone deafness of these people. The inability to actually take responsibility for their fuckery is just beyond belief. I think more than anything else, that's what grinds me down a little bit when, this <laughs> when is I'm why, watching all this shit. This is why it is so important, and maybe we should take a moment for this. It's why it's so important that not only everybody voting, everybody listening to yeah. us right now, they're voting. Every Everybody's voting who's here with us today, but not everybody's voting. And this is the time for us to, all of us, to make sure that as many people as possible do and and, and what may be at stake here. Uh, I, I This is why, going back to our discussion at the start of the program uh, about the delayed election results, and by the way, we're all going to have to learn to be a little patient and good luck with that because we've seen how american patience plays yeah, out yeah but uh you know they we're we're painting ourselves into a corner here and uh p- people need to prepare themselves for for what's coming and i'm glad to know at least that the joe biden campaign has already cut at least one ad and is blanketing florida with an ad about how Donald Trump is literally defunding. He did it on television and has bragged about it every day since then. Defunding Social Security and Medicare with 84 days before the election. Thank God the Biden team got a bunch of ads out. And by the way, speaking of Biden ads, I shared a Biden ad the other day uh, that was absolutely brilliant. Short. I saw it, yeah. 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 And it showed how the United States is now completely isolated. Other than, I think, with Mexico. I think Mexico is still slightly open to Americans. But every every other nation is still closed down to some extent uh, for American travel. It is an amazing thing. Donald Trump has built the wall essentially to keep us in <laughs> even 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 mexico is keeping us yeah. out there was and they didn't delineate the countries but there's one blue country in southern europe that that yeah. where we're still allowed uh, <laughs> otherwise the rest of the map was red meaning americans are not allowed to travel there yeah and this covered the entire planet mm-hmm. we are isolated and, and like you said the punchline was well trump finally got his wall yeah uh and and we are but we've we've been alone in so many ways we've been alone in foreign policy by drifting away from nato mm-hmm. we have been alone uh, certainly in our response to the coronavirus uh, and Trump's wanted it that way. It's yeah. uh, it's an uh, interesting conservative isolationism that's going on here. Well, the responses to that ad have been interesting. I mean, by and large, I've received quite a few positive responses to that. And in I fact, think. I think I've got I'm coming up on a hundred thousand likes. So the ad wow. is clearly making its way through the internet through my account alone. I mean, much less the Biden account, which is much right. much larger. So they're probably getting a lot of really good traction on that. But I'm still getting the contrarians coming in, going, yeah. That's all because of the pandemic. That's not because of Trump. They just—they're not getting the word. They're not getting well, the word that the reason the pandemic continues to endure today, on August eleventh, twenty twenty, is because of Donald Trump's incompetence, because of his maliciousness, because of his urge and, to reopen literally at the height, the first height of the daily infection rate. He decided liberate Michigan, reopen now, and he's doing it today too with the reopen the schools and let's play college football and all that crap we're in this mess not only because of the pandemic but economically because of donald trump's malicious incompetence so i basically had to create like a keyboard shortcut i I had to do a copy paste response thing to a lot of these people who just Mm -hmm. don't connect the fact that we're in this horrible situation because of trump's incompetence yeah and i don't think you're going to change any minds either and again again this is like the third occasion in this program which We've been reminded that it's important. It's important to uh, turn out overwhelmingly, yeah. Because it's uh, only an overwhelming, only a landslide is going to give us quicker results from the November third election. Yeah. Only a landslide is going to make this madness stop. Uh, and and uh, those are, I mean, that, those are the takeaways. That, yeah. Uh, it's it's these are all reminders of how important it is that. Not just you and I and everybody listening votes, but uh, that so many other people vote as well. 
I hate to put it in these dire terms, Buzz, but here we are. This election is coming down to being a referendum on fascist tyranny. Because yeah. if, if Donald Trump steals this election and he's really doing everything he possibly can publicly to steal this election, mm-hmm. and if that happens... It, who knows if there's going to be a second election? I mean, uh, you know, the Ryan Knights of the world are creating their own third party right now. All, some of the Bernie people, the Bernie hotheads are creating their own third party. Well, it's the worst time. They're saying, oh, we're going to get prepared for 2022 and 2024. Yeah. Yes, if there's elections, then. They- I, they're, Bob, that that particular crowd of which you speak, uh, yeah. they're very small. They're, I've seen. <laughs> Thank no, God. Yeah. I'm not just saying that. Uh, yeah. they're, 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 I've seen the numbers. Uh, the even Ber- among Bernie supporters, we're talking about a small fringe of just the Bernie supporters. Yeah. The vast majority of Bernie supporters are on board with Biden right now, especially since Bernie is consulting so closely yeah. with Biden as recently as this week. Yeah, uh, flying, flying to, uh, flying to see him. Yeah, you know, and you know, actually, just to add something to that. Uh, Donald Trump has been screaming about how it's the Democrats. The Democrats are the ones who want to defund Social Security. I don't know where he's getting this. It's probably the same uh, brain same diversion. Of, the same group of brain worms who told him that Joe Biden wants to kill religion are, are telling him that, uh, oh, yeah, Joe Biden and, and Obama and Hillary and the whole crowd, they want to kill Social Security. Because, you know, Democrats just hate Social Security. It's just, ew, get rid of it. This Now, this is this is all back to Donald Trump's, I know yeah. you are, but what am I, defense. That's right. Uh, you know, it, it, it's always always about yeah okay but look what they did no it's it's yeah. they it's the other side that's doing this not me he does a thing and then accuses the other side of doing a thing he's done it since grade school he's done it throughout his presidency on yeah. every single issue well bernie sanders literally wants to expand social security to increase uh, monthly payments to retirees and so on to expand the use to expand the spending of social security obviously to expand medicare into medicare for all these are the and and at the same time donald but, trump is going, yeah, Bernie Sanders is the one who's really running the Biden campaign. Oh, really? <laughs> Wait, he has, he's not running the campaign, uh, no. but but for uh, for Bernie supporters, uh, he has tremendous input. I mean, yeah. tremendous input and influence. Biden, uh, Bernie rather, uh, Bernie Sanders is using the mm-hmm. power that he's accumulated yeah. to successfully uh give input to and to a certain extent guide the biden campaign he's not running uh the the biden philosophy but he's contributing heavily and significantly to it yeah that's bernie doing the right thing that's bernie knowing how to play the game because you can only play the game if you're in the game if you marginalize yourself by running off and creating your own little third party sandbox you're not going to be invited over to the grown-ups table you're not going to have influence by self-marginalizing and that's that's kind of what they're doing right now. The, but Bernie the, understands that's not that's not what you do. The Ryan Knights of the world are not happy people and they will never be happy. <laughs> it is their it is their reason for being not to yeah. be happy. Yeah. Uh and and they are they exist uh, to be contrarians. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they no matter what anybody says, they will never agree with anyone. Uh it, it's certainly not outside their very very small circle. Yeah. If you look at the numbers, if you look at, at Biden supporters who are voting, excuse me, I keep doing that. If you if you look at the Bernie supporters who are now voting for Biden, you will see that the numbers of Bernie supporters who are making trouble and being contrarians mm-hmm. are uh, a noisy and annoying fraction of us. And I don't think, I really don't think they will be a factor in, in this year, certainly. Not like they were in 2016, not even close. Yep. Well, we've got some more fun to discuss about Donald Trump here. Of course, every day is fun in Trump world. But before we do that, let's talk about Plexiderm here, because as we all do our Zoom meetings and our FaceTime meetings and so on, we maybe don't always look our best for those things. And sometimes those cameras can be completely unforgiving. So here's what you got to do. You got to get yourself some Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags, all in the comfort of your home and in just a matter of minutes. Plexiderm goes on clear and lasts for hours, so nobody's going to know your secret. 
It's like plastic surgery in a bottle. That's exactly what you're getting. And it lasts for hours and hours and hours. Go to triplexiderm.com. Use my code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off. Or you can try a $14.95 trial pack today by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code VOICES. Again, visit triplexiderm.com. Use the code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle plus an additional $10 off. Or try a $14.95 trial pack when you use the code VOICES at triplexiderm.com. Dot com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Every time you run away, I don't know what to do. Every time you walk away, I must be stuck to you. Every time you run away, you got me feeling blue. Every time you walk away, I just can't get through. Cause I just want your love. The great Freak Bass. Yeah, my friend Freak Bass, a brand new single here. is a song called Runaway. And uh, you got to download it now. It's available everywhere you get your digital music, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and so on. Links in the description to buy this brand new single from Freak Bass. He is the man. And uh, Damn, I love that. That that pumped me up. That that woke, that lit me up. <laughs> That's so great. So great. Have you seen, I'm sure you've seen the video of the, and I know you have more to say, but this is why I'm here. Uh, you've seen you've seen the video, I'm sure, of the twins <laughs> from Gary, Indiana, who are listening to uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight. Oh, yeah, time. yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, who doesn't love that, the yeah. joy that, mm-hmm. that that brings? And I was just feeling similar joy over Freak Bass. I think the sales for that Phil Collins yeah. song have gone up yeah. something like a 1,000% since that yeah. video dropped. It's up to, it went. It went from like wherever it was on the charts, 145 or something, up to second, up to two, on the album charts. <laughs> Plus, there's a viral video that uses that song on yeah. top of the the yes, twins listening to too. it. There's another one of this little boy riding down this steep hill on his bicycle, <laughs> bicycle as the song is playing, as the Phil Collins song is playing, and just as it gets to that big drum fill in the when they drop <laughs> the middle, when they drop the beat, when yes. they drop the beat a minute and a half into the song. Uh, it's, instead of hearing the drums, the little boy crashes into a series of garbage cans, and it makes the same and kind of drum sound. It sounds, it sounds right. Yeah. No, says, I, I oh that man, too. my stomach is still hurting from laughing at that last <laughs> night. Kimberly and I watched that video sitting on the couch. Must have, been, must have been well, fifteen times. The song has been in my head ever since I saw yeah, the yeah. twins from Gary, and uh, you know I had to actually put it on today. I you know, flipped on my yeah. my uh, Amazon Music and and cranked it up. That's a great recording. It, it really is, is absolutely. In fact, that entire album is so damn good. You got to listen to it. From, I mean, I hope people not, are buying the whole album. Face not value. to take not to take anything away from Freak Bass, which uh, let me emphasize again, I enjoyed immensely. <laughs> yes, me too. All <laughs> right, job. so back to the ugly shit. <laughs> Because that's fun. I love talking oh, about music. Do we, oh, do we have to? Yeah, I'm sorry. We have to. We have to stick our faces in the blazing hot plasma stream once again, Buzz. I'm sorry. But so Trump asked if he could be on Mount Rushmore. Talk to the <laughs> governor of South Dakota. And you had a joke about it in your monologue there. It's really funny. Right. And uh, my reaction to that immediately was, yeah, over my dead body. I mean, this is one of the things that we all go, oh, he'll never do that until he starts to actually do it. And now <laughs> he said, he said, you know, that was fake news that I was talking to the governor of South Dakota about putting my face on Mount Rushmore. But now that you mention it, such a yeah. great idea. That's what Trump right. tweeted yesterday. So he's he's not in favor, but yes, in favor of uh, having yeah. his face on Mount Rushmore. Well, <laughs> you know, f- first of all, it, it physically can't be done. That's the good news. One yeah. of the late night comics pointed out last night that uh, geologists have determined that the rock where Trump's face would ostensibly go is too <laughs> is too un it's too unstable. It's too unstable for a carving, which made sense with such an, an unstable president. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, right. it, it it physically can't be done, mm-hmm. and uh, thank goodness for that. Uh, but you know, it just it goes to his ego. He's trying. He he knows. Listen, he, you you talked about how everything he's doing now is because of the election, and that's absolutely true. Uh, he's also, I think, to some extent, 
uh, you know, desperately wants a legacy, a presidential legacy. Yeah. And uh, again, he's scraping at anything he can find because it, everything he does right now is not just connected to the election. Everything he does right now is because he already knows he's going to lose the election. Yeah. That's why he's doing everything he's doing. That's why he's uh, undermining faith in the most revered institution in U.S. government, the United States Postal Service. Uh, that's why he's undermining uh, trust in the outcome of the election. So he can claim the election was illegitimate, that, uh, you know, that he was cheated, that it was rigged. And as you know, Buzz, I have a passion for studying the Civil War, the American yes. Civil War. And I have spent more time in Gettysburg than perhaps my own home. That is how often I go to that town. And I, you know, I have friends who are historians and we meet up and we talk about the battle. We talk about other battles, too. And just being on that battlefield, there's something about that place that is there's some energy or something mm -hmm. about, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. I felt it. I yeah, felt it. Yeah. It's it's palpable the sense that you get when you go to Gettysburg of not only the history, but the sacrifice. Fifty thousand people either killed or wounded on that battlefield in the span of just three days. I mean imagine that. And so, ended, I understand it ended a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh my God! Well, that's another. We'll we'll talk about yes. that in just one I'm second sure. too, I'm because sure. ugh, Jesus Christ, what a dummy! <laughs> but um, <laughs> Donald Trump announced the other day that Gettysburg is in contention for being the location of his convention yeah. speech. Right? No, 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 no. You want to talk about over my dead body? That I mean, besmirching. You talk, and you talk about smearing his taint on things. That's something else. Donald Trump wants to put his taint. On Gettysburg. On the site of a Confederate battlefield after defending the Confederate flag and Confederate generals. <laughs> he right. wants to give his speech there. He wants to stand. He wants to do this hateful thing uh, in the spot where Lincoln delivered the uh, Gettysburg Address. Is, is that so? Is that he's specified that it's going to be the spot where Abraham Lincoln delivered as, the address? As I understand it, yes. Yeah, that's that's the idea. Oh, it's either, man. Either that or the White House. And I saw the head of the Republican National Committee tweeted that, uh, listen, if Joe Biden can make announcements from his basement, uh, Trump can make announcements from his house, the White House. As as if the White House were Trump's house. Yeah, mm -hmm. can, can it sure. can it get any more infuriating? <laughs> no, and you know a lot of this is just. I, I mean, on one hand, you should be. It goes back to that executive order thing we were talking about. On one hand, you should be frightened of of that and everything else he does right now. Yeah, because everything is frightening and threatening to democracy, uh, and in many cases unconstitutional. And, and at, the other, at the same time, on the other hand, you, you need to remember that most of this is just noise, and a lot of this is throwing as many things against the wall as he can, hoping that something will derail what he already sees as his eminent defeat. Mm -hmm. And here's the other thing that's uh, ultimately ironic about <laughs> doing his convention speech from the spot where Abraham Lincoln delivered the Gettysburg Address. That spot is inside the actual walls of a cemetery. Donald Trump yeah. is doing a speech during a pandemic in which 160,000 Americans are dead so far from a cemetery. Yeah. I mean, my God, can you piss on the memories of the people who died there more? I mean, Jesus, on top of being completely metaphorical, I mean, Donald Trump literally standing on dead bodies to deliver a convention speech with the sleepy Joe Biden and the crazy Nancy and the crooked Hillary and all the bullshit that he barfs out on a daily basis. That's going to happen inside the hallowed ground, the most hallowed ground of the Gettysburg battlefield where Abraham Lincoln dedicated the first national cemetery. That's where Donald Trump is going to do this. That is just beyond belief to me. I mean, you talk about pissing on history. You talk about pissing on heritage. Donald Trump talks yeah. about the Confederacy as heritage somehow. This is pissing on the memories of all of those people delivering a stupid fucking convention speech from that spot. I mean, not to mention, not to mention its racist implications, even yeah. though uh, Lincoln's great speech was delivered from there. Uh, Again, it's all it's this was a 
this was this was a, a you know this was a battlefield and mm-hmm. uh, a, a, from a president who's defended the Confederate flag and yep. uh, Confederate generals. And yesterday at his Trump show, he said uh, it's a national park. It's a national historic site. Wrong. It's neither. Gettysburg is a national military park. And along those lines, I have a new rule. No speeches at places he can't accurately describe. Thank you very much. That <laughs> well, is, you, you, call you me a fool- nitpicker. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you a nerd on that one. <laughs> Because uh, I, I, you know, like I said, I've been there, and I would have, I would have gone with either of those answers. We all know where he's talking about. Uh, yeah. I used to, I used to live near there, and I didn't even know the precise name of it or didn't remember it precisely. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's better known as Gettysburg. Right. Well, he's co-opting it for his own nefarious right. ends. So, at the very least, and get the fucking designation right inside the National Park uh, Service. Why? Uh, why would that even matter from a guy who thinks that? Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know that World War II was ended by the 1917 pandemic yeah. that took place in 1918. Right. God damn it. God damn it. So goddamn annoying. Here's Donald Trump flubbing that one at the Trump show yesterday. In 1917, they say, right? The, the great, the great pandemic certainly was a terrible thing, where they lost anywhere from 50 to 100 million people. Probably ended the Second World War. All the soldiers were sick. All the soldiers were sick. No, no. I, you know, having and knowing the facts, I, I already know which, which facts he's conflated here. Yeah, it is, it is true that in 1917, the, uh, the, the, or the, the war that began in 1917, uh, it, the, the pandemic took more American lives than did the war itself. Yeah, it didn't. It certainly didn't end even World War One, <laughs> much less World, World War Two. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yes, and they love him. They love him for all of that. They love him for his ignorance. They love him because he pisses the rest of us off. Uh, they love him they for lo- all they, they love the him. wrong reasons. They love him because they don't have to study like he did. You know? <laughs> That's right. Uh, by the way, too, just as a, uh, another nitpicky point of order here, Trump also <laughs> said he'd fill Supreme Court vacancies during a lame duck period of time between the election and the inauguration if uh, Joe Biden ends up winning. So he said if, if something strange happens and RBG goes or whatever and he's got to nominate a new Supreme Court justice, he would do that inside the lame duck session. But here's the problem. He's not going to be able to do it. The Senate is only sporadically in session during that period of time for about 21 days. There's and that's total because it's a few days here, a few days there between periods of recesses. And then again, it's a total of 21 days between Election Day and the holidays. The average number of days Here's a little fun fact for you. The average number of days to confirm a Supreme Court justice nominee uh-huh. Is is around sixty seven. The mean is seventy one days. So there's very little to no chance anything is going to happen goodness. between election day and the holidays. Once again, I say that and I knock on all the wood. I go, you know, he can't possibly do that. But I'm falling into that trap again, in which suddenly we're going to be surprised when he actually tries to do it. So I don't well, know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we should. Never stop taking note of what he says, but we should never be surprised by it or take it too seriously. You're not to be faulted for being alarmed by the things that Trump proposes, yeah. no matter how frightening or unconstitutional they might be. You're No, you're right to object to that. It's, you're fine. But know also that it's probably not going to happen. And in most yeah. cases uh, throughout his presidency, uh, his attempts to do things have either failed or been very limited. Yep. I am a little distracted today, Buzz, and I'll tell you why. Because I've got, going on? I've got one eye on Twitter waiting for this announcement for the Biden campaign as to who his oh, running no. mate is going to be. And, and Relax. Appa- apparently it's supposed to happen today. What I'm hoping is that it's not one of those situations where it comes down like three seconds after we wrap the show. Which I'm is, hearing, I'm hearing tomorrow. Happens. I've put my phone aside because I'm hearing it's Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Interesting. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I rely on you, and and you're we, always accurate. So I we well, you know, not always. I've already probably said at least one wrong thing in today's show. <laughs> see if you can see if you can figure out which one it was. Uh, but uh, no, I I think you know we've been hearing that it had been narrowed down to Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Democratic sources are now saying it's definitely Wednesday. So now they they could be wrong. 
Uh, and I'm just going on on the latest that I've heard. Uh, it could be today, but I'm hearing it's probably going to be tomorrow. Okay, well, it better if it's tomorrow, it better be before I interview Rachel Bittacoffer because I've got Rachel yes. Bittacoffer, Dr. Bittacoffer is scheduled for tomorrow's Good. interview show. Good. Uh, again, it's not a repeat. It is a new show uh, yeah. with, with Rachel and... I'm hoping this announcement will come down before then because the reason sure. I booked her is to talk about the implications for polling, the implications for election day, and so on. Apply her model, apply the uh, oh. the factors in her model to uh, the introduction of a new vice presidential running mate in the scenario. So, Yeah, I really want to hear what she has to say. I'm glad yeah. you're having her back, and I hope you're able to do so regularly in the in the eight Scaramucci's that remain until the election. <laughs> Uh, I, I I hope you can have her back because this is a this is a woman to have back uh, a professional to have back who mm. uh, can keep us all up to date on uh, what the numbers are and what they mean how to read them and she's yeah. as uh, you've pointed out uh, extremely good at this. So if the announcement happens today Tuesday. Uh-huh. and we don't get it in the the course of the show, uh, yeah. just listen to today's show thinking that we just decided that it wasn't worthy of conversation. <laughs> we just decided, hey. <laughs> it's not an matter. important topic. No. It doesn't matter. You know what? Again, and I said, you remember saying early on, I don't care if uh, the Democrats run a blender uh, this fall. I'm voting <laughs> for the blender over Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, I same for the vice president. And I don't think any of them are blenders. I think they're all fine candidates. I'm just saying, if he did pick a blender as his running mate, I'd still vote for him. <laughs> Right. Okay, we're way late for a break. So did you know that a large percentage of the face masks sold on the market today are fraudulent? Many of them claim to have levels of filtration they don't meet or worse, have virtually no filtration at all. Very small number of manufacturers have respirator face mask models that are tested inside the United States by the NPPTL and authorized by the FDA. Buying a mask model that's been FDA authorized is the best way to ensure you and your family are getting a true respirator mask. These masks filter to greater than 95% efficiency and can be reworn, making them a perfect choice as wearing masks is one of the key things we can do to keep ourselves and our neighbors safe. Right now, the NewDealShop.com has FDA authorized N95 respirator masks with anti-fake stickers on every single package so you know they're real and that they work these respirator masks are in stock in the u.s and ship immediately for free for my listeners by adding the code sexy liberal you can even get 10 percent off the clean phone uv sanitizer just for buying these fda authorized masks go to thenewdealshop.com now and get verified authenticated fda authorized n95 masks shipped immediately to your home or business that's thenewdealshop.com TheNewDealShop.com. Thank you. Bob Seska. Baltimore, Maryland, it's Flying Jacob. This is the uh, second track on the Renew album. It's called Civil. Oh, man. Uh, they, this gets bandied around a lot, but they know how to rock. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> oh, man, no Flying kidding. Jacob. I... Holy <laughs> shit. When this is over, I am spending a lot of time driving up to Baltimore to see them play. Holy I can understand that, good. man. Yeah. I, I I would love to join you. This is the kind of music that uh, uh, disproves Ben Shapiro's uh, <laughs> physical theory, theories. This I, everything I, after, disproves Ben after, Shapiro's theories. After, after hearing this, I'm wet. So <laughs> I haven't seen that one, man. But I watched uh, one of the latest uh, Cody Johnston videos. He does this great YouTube show where he kind of puts on the persona of a disheveled, like sleep deprived news anchor uh, <laughs> who's angrily commenting on things people say. He does this 48 minute takedown of Ben Shapiro talking to Joe Rogan about racism and Cody Johnson takes it apart like sentence by sentence. It is a beautiful thing to look at. Ben And Ben Shapiro walks into his own propeller on a daily basis. 
basis. Yeah. He is the centerpiece of what they call the intellectual dark web. And I don't know where the hell he gets this, you know, moniker of being intellectual. Uh, maybe it's because he talks so fast. I don't know. <laughs> People conflate fast talk with intelligence, maybe. I don't know. Here's a random thought. You ever look at the OANN Network News logo and think for just a second it says QAnon? <laughs> no, really. Yeah. If you, Yeah, put a tail on that O and uh, suddenly it looks like QAnon. Oh, man, you're right. Holy yeah. shit. Do, 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 do. Yeah, no doubt. I, I love how the OANN White House correspondent has yes. to be back in that little cubby hole in the back of the press room. I think the other members of the press, the other members of the White House press corps were like, no, you can't have a seat. You have to stand in the well, closet at the back of the room. The photographers are back there too. And did you see the video today of the photographer standing <laughs> yeah. next to her where he looks at her and, and then rolls his eyes after yeah. her ridiculous question? God. Yeah. And Donald Trump relies on them like a security yes. blanket. He's like, yes, oh, please give me my whoopee. Let's have some, let's have that stuff right here. I got to put my thumb in my mouth let's have gotta it. have the love gotta have yeah. the love. oh my god so he also said during his trump show speaking in the press room uh when asked about vladimir putin at the g7 donald trump uh-huh. said i certainly would invite him to the meeting right which is the wrong ah! <laughs> do we have to name all the reasons why that's a ridiculous fucking idea Jesus Christ. I mean, there he's putting bounties on the heads of American soldiers. Whether Donald Trump personally believes it or not, there is solid intelligence along those lines proving that that is actually what's happening. He is arming the Taliban, for God's sake, and then right. at the same time using Putin's own excuses as to why he doesn't give a shit about it. It's an amazing thing to observe. I mean, everything that Donald Trump is saying from the, oh, it's the Democrats who are trying to rig the election, that's directly from Putin's playbook. Right, it is indeed. Yeah, I I think Donald Trump is getting direct instructions from Vladimir Putin in terms of how to respond to some of these things because it's being pulled directly. It's like right out of the old Soviet playbook, which Vladimir right. Putin exactly. still, to a certain degree, plays with, even though it's still not the it's not the Soviet oh, Union. Oh, 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 nobody was more disappointed about the dissolution of the Soviet Union yeah. than was Vladimir Putin, and uh, everything he's done since has been to try to get that back yeah, uh, to yeah. the degree possible, hence the annexation of, of part of Ukraine. Uh, and, and yes, you're right. This is exactly a, this is a, this is a Soviet uh, technique that, that goes back for many decades. Mm-hmm. They always blame, if, some, if Russia was accused of doing something, it always turned the tables and blamed its accuser. Yep. It's exactly what Donald Trump did. And it's exactly what a... a, a kid would do in in elementary school yeah and that goes back to the kid who never grew up and became president that's right jesus and russia is also apparently uh closer they have a vaccine for coronavirus they say they say say yeah yeah yeah. this is like the stuff that zombie apocalypses are made of you see like all the latest zombie movies all are centered around the fact that the zombies emerge when there's some uh you know vaccine or some sort of it's all like anti-vaxxer crap is is how it starts but you know at the same time i would anyone trust a russian vaccine i get the feeling that donald trump is going to put together a deal with Putin to have that same vaccine imported into the United States at what to use cost? that. Yeah, at, at what cost? At what cost to our freedom? Yeah, will would Trump make such a deal? I I don't I don't doubt it. Uh, it's interesting to note. Supposedly, a Putin's one of Putin's daughters has uh, taken the vaccine, and uh, that's going to make her a lot easier to find in the dark. <laughs> That's right. It's a it's a Chernobyl mixture. <laughs> That's right. I think she's going to start uh, having a craving for human brain. That's what that's and, nice. Brains. And, or, be and or three-headed fish. Yes. <laughs> uh, so let's see what else. Anything else going on? Oh yeah, this is just a little funny story here at the end of the show. Oh, we could use that. Kanye West lawyers are arguing over the meaning of not later than 5 p.m. There's an obvious scam going on with the collection of the signatures to get Kanye West on these ballots, and a lot of these signatures are not real. And so there's a legal challenge to every single time. (laughs) Thank God the Democrats are putting up legal challenges to including Kanye West on some of these ballots. But in one of these legal challenges, the Kanye West uh, campaign 
is arguing over, you know, talk about the, like the definition of is, is, that sort right. of thing. It says here, the statutory provision does not distinguish between minutes and seconds. They're talking about when the signatures are due. So right. Kanye's people say, for the average observer, arriving before 5.01 p.m. is arriving not later than 5 p.m. The, fr- the phrase right. not later is particularly instructive in that it indicates the presumption that the seconds from five o'clock to five o'clock and 59 seconds are inclusive to 5 p.m. So they're changing the definition of time. Right. Hey, one of uh, Kanye's, one of the lawyers representing Kanye, who, by the way, is a Republican Party lawyer, of course, uh, has argued uh, to the judge. How do you know that's not Mickey Mouse's signature? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. That's how desperate they are. It does my heart such good because when Twitter freaked out one weekend, as Twitter sometimes does, especially on the weekends, it was about the Kanye candidacy. And, oh, my God, this is going to split the Democratic vote. We're screwed. We're just screwed now because Kanye's running. We're just totally screwed. He's going to... And what have we seen? He's been kicked off the ballot in state after state, including his home state, for either not having enough uh, signatures or not having enough qualified signatures or, in some cases, uh, maybe committing election fraud and facing fraud charges because of bogus signatures that have been turned in. This is pretty much how I expected the Kanye West campaign to go and why I was one of the people who didn't freak out on that uh, freaked out weekend. Yeah, well, I was one of the ones who freaked out. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, you know, look, uh, he's a joke and he's an idiot. And he's, yeah. On the bright side, you've been right about the fascism. (laughs) Yes, I'm so proud of that. At the very least, I was correct about the fascism. Uh, Uh, If you don't laugh, you die. I know. I know. But look, we elected the the host of the Celebrity Apprentice, for God's sake. Uh, Uh Anything is possible now. They have opened that Pandora's box, and God only knows what levels of freaks and weirdos are going to be sashaying through that opening now, unless we do something very specific about it. Honestly, I don't mean to throw this in over the end theme or anything like that, but... I get the sense that the idiocrats of this country, the people who are bitching about wearing masks, the people who uh-huh. are just the Trump diehards, I think the only way they're ever going to learn is through self-inflicted pain and death. I mean, I honestly, yeah. there's no other I've way. Thought that. Yeah, they're I've not thought gonna... that. It's, it, it's tragic because we're going to lose way too many people because yeah. of it. Yeah. But I've kind of thought this from the beginning, that then i got to listen until they die. That's right. Well, we got a lot more to talk about, a lot more... Uh... <laughs> We're going to try to find something hopeful in here, maybe. Uh, yeah, we save we save all the hopeful stuff for the uh, post-mortem the show. Yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's happening on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. When this music is done playing, Buzz and I just keep on talking, and we present that to you as the post-mortem hopeful show. It's stuff. available, yeah, t- Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, right there, $5 a month is all you need to do. All you need to sign up for at our Patreon page in order to get the postmortem show. $10 a month will also get you the Friday after party with me and Kimberly Johnson. $15 a month will get you a commercial free version of this show, plus the postmortem show, plus the after party. What more could you want? It's a bargain at twice the price. We pass the savings along to you. Okay, Buzz Burbank. Is that, yeah. is that too much to ask for, for happiness? Exactly. I mean, is, that, is that too much to pay for happiness? I don't think so. That's right. We're the happy people. Postmortem show, the happiness place. Uh, Buzz Burbank news and comment. Buzzburbank.com. Also at realmnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. It's every Thursday. It's the best hour of news you're going to get all damn week. Buzz Burbank news and comment. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll see you over on the postmortem show. Indeed. Okay. Bye-bye. Patience. <laughs>